0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: It is Friday. Well, not really. But for Jessica Pash, today is her Friday. She's got some time off, so she's already mentally checked out, I'm afraid. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we're getting a little bit of an early Thanksgiving uh, yeah. celebration with the family. In
1: well, speaking of it, it's hard to believe that we're coming up on Thanksgiving. We're less we're a little more than a week away and many will be traveling early next week. And what are we dealing with? A digging trough for a huge dip in the jet stream that's going to get going across the central uh, part of the United States and then into the northeast. And that and I'm banging. That's and that we're emphasizing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be the focus of today's Weather Insider. It is Tuesday, November 16th. Bernie Reno, Jessica Passion. You know, Jess, uh, you know, we're far away from this, but one thing, you know, when it comes to the modeling, the models are not perfect. They were never made for forecasters to, um, to make the forecast the models don't make the forecast but they're a tool to make a forecast and i think what the models do quite a good job of especially these day is kind of point to what the pattern is going to be for a specific time and based on that pattern you can then say uh-oh we can have a storm or we have a big change coming into the northeast and the midwest and even in the eastern united states as a whole and right now the models are are hinting at what could be a pretty significant event early next week.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I was just going to say, it's all about noticing the pattern changes. You know, is there going to be a bridging pattern? Is it going to be a troughing pattern? Are we looking for any kind of blocking patterns? And one of the big things that you need for kind of like one of those blockbuster type storms or just even impressive storms is typically some kind of blocking pattern, say, over Greenland, and it does look like on some yeah, of the does. models that it's hinting at that possibility of a blocking pattern there, which, you know, could mean a messy travel for depending, of course, on when you're leaving for Thanksgiving, if you are doing traveling. That could mean for some big commute issues or even delays at the airports. It's hard to pinpoint right now exactly where, you know, the worst of the conditions are going to be because a lot is going to change between now and then, but it's just a signal of potential headache.
1: Yeah. Headache's a good word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about, there are many scenarios, but I'm going to boil it down to two. And it all deals with this trough, this dip in the jet stream. Now, it's either progressive, that means the trough just moves along, or because of blocking that Jessica just mentioned, it slows down, it cuts off, and then you you know perhaps you have a cutoff low somewhere across Virginia, New York State on Tuesday. Those are two of the many scenarios, but I'm taking the either the extremes on each side. So let, let's go over them, each of them separately. Okay. So you've got a trough that is strengthening but instead of it slowing, I mean not that it's going to blast into the northeast, but it's going to keep on moving. So if that happens, well what you're going to end up doing is you're going to have a, a you'll have a pretty pretty good sized storm First, moving across the Midwest, the Upper Midwest. Now that looks like that would produce a heck of a lot of snow. Central and northern parts of Michigan, Wisconsin, western Minnesota. That someone's going to get a foot of snow. There'll be some wind. You could have, you know, extensive blowing and drifting, followed by some uh, lake effect snow. But since the trough moves, then Jess, on the southern side of that storm, you have a cold front, and then that just just continues to move across the Northeast, bringing with it some impacts, but not as much as if it would slow.
0: That's right. And the second scenario looks a little bit messier for yeah. parts of the Northeast, as opposed to say the Midwest and the North
1: Central. Yeah, because what you would end up doing is, okay, the trough doesn't keep moving, it slows. And then you get a cutoff low that would form, you know, let's say across the Mid-Atlantic. That upper level low would then slowly move northward. Now, on the front side, you're going to end up getting rain and wind. There could be a six hour period of strong of strong gusty winds also out of the east southeast. There could be some coastal flooding. There could be wind gusts over forty miles per hour, a soaking rain where you can get one to three inches of rain from the Virginia coast all the way up in the southern New England. Conversely, on the back side, you start getting the snow jets.
0: Yes, and that's always a hard part, I would say, also with these systems this time of year. It's determining how much moisture there is on the backside once you get that cold air to come on in.
1: Yeah, and, and it gets tricky, but, you know, to me, there would be several inches of snow, you know, anywhere from northeastern, north central Pennsylvania, Rochester, Syracuse, uh, maybe Albany and up into the up into New England. That's if the upper low cuts off. But if it's just a front and it just comes through, then what you're dealing with is a period of rain on the coast. There will be a period of wind, but it wouldn't be more than an hour or two. And but regardless, then behind that front, everybody turns windy, everybody turns colder and you go from milder along the East Coast to a true trace, a taste of winter. And by the way, the other thing, Jess, is the lake effect, regardless of what happens with this trough on the backside of it, there is going to be probably the heaviest lake effect that we've seen so far this season.
0: Yeah, and the lakes are just starting to get going. We talked recently about how the lakes have been so mild and you need this really, really cold air mass to move over the lakes to get it to be a mainly snow event, as opposed to yesterday and even the day before that. We did see some lake effect, but it wasn't plain snow. It was a little bit of mixing, even some rain, plain old rain coming down. But this air mass with how cold it is on the backside, I'm assuming that we're going to be talking about mainly snow here.
1: Yeah, I think it would be mainly snow. And you can get snow showers Well, south and east of the lakes, you know, all the way, you know, I I don't think it would reach the I-95, but certainly you can get it pretty far in the central parts of Pennsylvania, New York State, northeastern Pennsylvania. And what would end up happening is, is Tuesday and the Wednesday would be windy and cold, lake effect snow, and what makes it even trickier if you're doing any traveling. You get away from the lakes, you know, you you get into the lakes, you expect the snow, but you start getting snow showers well away from the lakes. And if you're doing any traveling, you get a burst of snow, temperatures go down to freezing. And then all of a sudden you can get some snow cover and slippery travel, especially in the elevations. I mean, that's the concern we have for early next week.
0: Yeah. And two things about that. When I lived in West Virginia, we actually got lake effect off of Lake Michigan, which was incredible to see. So you can certainly get lake effect far away from the actual lakes. And two is the fact that you can get these snow squalls that develop too. And you could be driving one minute. You're driving, everything's fine. It's maybe even clear skies. And then you drive into one of these squalls and it's near zero visibility. The snow's coming down heavy, and that causes major issues on some of the roads for anyone that is going to be traveling. And I know we briefly talked about the timing, but this would likely be late weekend into the early part of the next work week.
1: Yeah, I think the Midwest would be, let's say, the upper Midwest. That will be Sunday night into Monday. And then you'd bring this front uh, into the Northeast at, at some point later Monday into Tuesday unless the front stalls. So, again, you know, it's all we're all going to focus on this trough. Is it progressive? Does it keep moving? If it keeps moving, then you have bigger impacts across the upper Midwest. There will still be wind, some wind, some rain, followed by much colder air and and lots of wind and snow showers. That's if the trough is progressive. That's if if you just have a front. But if it then slows, then what happens is you're still going to have impacts across the upper Midwest. They're not going to be as great. But you get a storm to form along that boundary somewhere in the mid-Atlantic. It comes right up the coast, strong winds, soaking rains along the coast. You'll start getting the rain turning over to heavy snow uh, on the backside of that storm somewhere across Pennsylvania, New York State. And as that storm leaves, you have the wind, the cold and the lake effect. So no matter what scenario you look at, it's going to be turning windy. It's going to be turning colder. There will at least be a period of rain with the front that may end the snow showers, but we could be looking at a soaking rain that also changed to to several inches of snow on the backside if the storm forms along it. So there's any
0: chance, you know, some of the big cities along the I-95 could see any snow out of this.
1: No, I do not.
0: Mostly interior sections. Yeah,
1: I do not. I think it's too early. Think it's too early. Now, you never say never. You never say never. Now, Mother if, Nature it, hears you. Yeah. Well, you know what you would have to do? How would that happen to get major snow along the 95? You'd have to get a cutoff low. So you'd have to get that trough to cut off. But the upper level low would have to hug the coast. So it would have to go well to the east of the I-95 corridor. The upper low would have to come right up the coast. All right. So then what you'll do is you start getting the cold air on the backside of the upper low. And it also has to be a strengthening upper low to uh, to um, to uh, generate its own cold air, because remember, water temperatures are still warm. So you'd have to have that upper low off the coast and it have to it would have to be strengthening. It would have to stay offshore. And then that's a way to get snow along the ninety five. But this time of year, climatologically, that is very difficult to do. You tend to get those upper lows uh, where you have the gradient or even the surface storm, you tend to get those storms farther in than not along the coast. Uh, the other thing I think you would have to get if you want to get snow along the 95, you need an injection of cold air before the storm arrives. Mm-hmm. This cold air is going to be a, arriving as the storm arrives because you're getting the cold air with the with the frontal boundary and the closing off of the upper low, it generates its own cold air. You need the injection Not ahead of the storm, not with it. So that's why I feel pretty comfortable saying along the East Coast, the I-95 corridor. Now, maybe could there be some flakes? Sure, at some point. But I think this would mostly be rain. But you never say never.
0: That's right. And I feel like we have to also talk about what's going on leading up to Thanksgiving week, because we're on this bumpy ride here right now on that temperature roller coaster. Across the northeast, where just yesterday it was in the 40s, maybe a couple spots getting up to 50, 51. Today it already felt nicer as I was coming in. The sun is out and shining. It's in the low 40s, but it doesn't feel like it's in the low 40s. It felt a lot warmer out there. But we're gonna be warming up a little bit over the next couple of days through, say, you know, Thursday. And then we close out the work week on the same note that we started it with. Yeah. Big drop in temperatures there on Friday.
1: You know, I think you're gonna go from tuesday to thursday there's a 20 there's about a 20 degree rise mm-hmm. from today to thursday and then by friday there's a 20 degree drop in a lot of areas so washington dc for example it's going to go into the middle 70s in in the middle 70s uh 74 72 74 degrees uh a, a, as we we get in the thursday uh you know today we're we're projecting a high um uh today in washington dc of uh, like 55. So you're going to go to about 72, 74 by the weekend, Friday and Saturday, you're no better than 50 degrees. You'll probably warm right back up though on Monday. So, you know, you're going to go, you know, a 40 degree temperature change here by the end of the week, no doubt about it.
0: And do you think that we're looking at the possibility of any, say, you know, record high temperatures on Thursday?
1: I I, I don't think so, but if it's going to happen, Thursday's the day. It, de- it depends if we can get the clouds not to come in and you get a p- the farther East you go, the better chance that you have uh, for records. But like, for example, we're, we're predicting a high in New York city of, um, of uh, uh, 65 degrees on, uh, on Thursday um, the record high today's the 15th, the record high 71. So we're not far off it about five or six degrees. The normal high is is around, is 54. You need about 15 to 20 degrees above normal. I'm seeing temperatures on Thursday, about 10. So I bet mm-hmm. you, if you look a lot of the records, they're off by about five or six degrees. But about it's 10 still- degrees above normal. Yeah.
0: Big change. Big changes. I'm excited.
1: Everyone is. I'm looking forward to next week. This is going to be interesting to watch. Focus on the trough. Is a progressive? Or does it cut off? That'll be the difference between just a cold front or a coastal storm that will create havoc. Of course, you want to stay tuned to AccuWeather.com. We'll keep you updated. Don't forget to download the AccuWeather app. It's a free download on your mobile device. It is Friday for Jessica. Mm -hmm. She has some time off. She's ready.
0: I am so ready.
1: Yeah. That means you're not with me tomorrow.
0: I am not. I'm not sure who's with you tomorrow. might be Melissa.
1: Could be Melissa, could be Marvelous Marvin. But you know what? The one standard will be here. I will be here tomorrow. Enjoy your Tuesday. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.